Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Resting in God's love through fear and affliction. Through fear and affliction. Yesterday, uh, I had the privilege of spending time with my family, and it was a, a great privilege, um, wonderful time. We were celebrating my uncle's 79th birthday, my sister's 66th birthday, and my brother's 50th birthday, all in one, all in one. And as I was looking around the room, I was, we was going around the room talking about ages and how they didn't look the age that they were, and it's such a blessing, such a blessing. And uh, as I this morning was just studying and the Holy Spirit brought to my attention, I remember talking to one of my uncles and, and he was reminiscing on how they came up in the era of the 30s and 40s. And, and the Holy Spirit reminded me, he said, that they came up in the era of, of fear and affliction, that they went through that fear and, and affliction during that, that racist era of this world, and uh, they was on the front lines of it, the front lines of it, and he reminded me that most of the Negro spirituals uh, came along during that slavery era. Because besides the fear and affliction that was placed upon them because of who they were, what they looked like, the love of God is all they had. They didn't have anyone else on their side. No one. No one. All they had was the, the trust in the love of God through Jesus Christ. And those songs expressed that. Expressed that. It was a lonely time. And most people had to, had to hold that in, that fear and, and affliction that they went through in that, in that era. Most of them went through it, so we wouldn't even have to go through it. We stand here and sit here today as blessed children of God. Many have suffered our afflictions, covered us in their affliction, in their fear, so we wouldn't have to fear or, or be afflicted in a way of, of, the, of oppression. And I thank God for that. I thank God for revealing that to me. And so that's why throughout our life, church, I think it is very, very necessary for us to find a measure of, of, of stability in our lives. In, in order to, to, to overcome the challenges that we face every single day. Maybe health, maybe financial, maybe our relational, family, work, or it may be race. And without that mark, church, that mark, that mark of stability, those, those challenges that we face will come and overwhelm us. They will overwhelm our hearts. They will overwhelm our minds, and they will place our lives in chaos. 
and chaos. That stability, that mark that we must focus on is the love of God through Jesus Christ. And we must be, church, unwavering. We must be unwavering in that truth and find rest, hallelujah, in God's love no matter the situation. Because not only does, does that love covers a multitude of sin, that love also offers a lifetime of blessing, a favor, relief, peace, and, and, and contentment, church, contentment. Psalms 34, 19 says this, many are the, the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we are honest, we carry, we carry many afflictions deep within our heart. We carry many afflictions deep within our minds. And nobody knows but us and the Lord. Nobody can help us but the Lord. We, we can look at the life of, of Job within, within the Bible and all the afflictions he endured, all the, you can say, undeserved uh, uh, sufferings that Job in, endured. Job was a prosperous man. Job was a godly man. And, and, and God sent Satan to test him. God allowed Satan to come and bring suffering, terrible suffering upon Job's life. Satan came in and, and took Job's property, took his health, took his family, his children, his children. But only by the grace of God, the grace of God triumphed over Job's sufferings. Because Job continued to praise God. He continued to be faithful in the midst of his, his sufferings. Only by the grace of God. Even though Job questioned God, Job blessed, praised, and still magnified the name of the Lord throughout what he'd been through. Job understood, church, that his Redeemer lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be walking through one of the toughest times of your life, and you may seem as though you can't even catch a break. This life, church, is, is, is full of highs, yes, but also full of lows, also full of lows. But one thing is certain, and that is the love of God. For his people, through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. And we must hold on to that. We must trust in that. We must rely on that. Many of us have been through a, a heavy rainstorm before. And we know how difficult it may be to, to be able to see anything else other than that rain. 
Sometimes we may have to put our blinkers on and come to a slow or pull over to the side. And we can't see things clearly until that storm passes or until that rain stops. Similarly in our own lives. It will be difficult, difficult for us to see things clearly when we're going through something. Difficult to see things clearly when we're going through, church, the storms of our lives. But it's in those moments, it is in those moments that we don't focus on that storm, but we focus on what God has promised us through the storm, through the storm. Understanding, church, that many may be our afflictions, yes, yes, but the Lord promises to deliver us out of them. In those difficult times, we must hunker down and trust in God. We must allow God to be our strength. We must allow God to be our rock. When we rest in God's love, church, we rest in a firm foundation. A firm foundation that is unshakable. Unshakable. God's love through Jesus is our mark. It is our focal point through the challenges of this life. When they come in and try to overwhelm us or cause us to fear. That is when God's love comes in, comes in and expels all fear. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Going through difficult times, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Most of us have experienced or will experience one day, one day. But you don't have to be alone in it. And when you go through it, you don't have to fear. You don't have to fear. When we choose to rest in God's love, we allow God's love to work in our lives. We rest in God's sovereignty, knowing that, that God is in control of our life and our future. We rest in his faithfulness, his loyalty, knowing that his promise is, is never to leave us in the storm, nor will he forsake us as we go through the storm. We rest in, in his goodness, church. Knowing that if we truly love God, even though we may be in the middle of a storm, all things will work together for our good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, when God's love is present, we don't have to fear. When God's love is present, church, we don't have to fear. 1 John 4.16 tells us this. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Verse 18, such love, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear, church, all fear. His love casts out fear of that, that lack, of that not having enough. His love casts out that fear of 
of, of the fact that maybe you're thinking that sickness or the illness may overtake you. His love casts out the fear of, of death. The fear that includes your past, that includes your present, and includes your future. It also clear, it, uh, it, 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 it clears the fear of, of what people think of you. We all have a fear sometimes of people. God's love cancels that fear. What can flesh do to you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With the love and presence of God, church, we shall not fear. We shall not fear, and we must hold on to that. We must hold on to that promise, that promise. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. I want us today, church, to look at Matthew 8. Matthew 8, verses 23 through 27. And then we go into Psalms 31. But here in Matthew, it gives us the, the miracle of Jesus calming the storm, allowing us to, to, to read and witness that if Jesus, our Lord, would, would do it for the disciples in their sign of, of trouble, that he will greatly do it for us in the storms of our life. But we must trust. We must trust the Lord with our life. We must believe and we must trust with unwavering faith, church. Unwavering faith. No matter what we face, unwavering trust in the Lord. It reads, it says, Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with the disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake, the waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and, and woke him up, shouting, Lord, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. <laughs> Jesus responded. Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then Jesus got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves. And suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples <laughs> were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Who is he? <laughs> Even the winds and the waves obey him. Obey him. Who is this man? <laughs> Who is this man that looked like me? There's so many things we can get from this story. But one is relying and recognizing God's power. Allowing God to be God in our lives. It's one thing to, to follow Jesus, but it's another to put your trust in him. Put your trust in him. The disciples, they followed. 
They believed and they saw incredible miracles. Jesus did. But somehow didn't trust. Somehow didn't trust. Through all they seen this man do. <laughs> do things that no other man can do. They didn't understand. They didn't trust that they had God himself in the boat with them. See, we will see this tested in ourselves, church. When the storms of life come up upon us, how we deal with them, them that fear and that affliction, it will show our ability to trust God. If we are not sure, sure, or do not trust in God's love for us or his presence within us, when we face those storms in life, oh, we will fear also. We will cower and fear also. See, this, this story, church, is not that, that the Lord Jesus will prevent the storms of our life, nor that, 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 he, that the storms will, will end soon. We know that the Bible does not guarantee that, nor can anyone else. Jesus did not prevent the storm, but Jesus calmed the storm from overtaking them. And our trust is that he will do the same for us. Glory, hallelujah. A lot of times we want God to prevent our afflictions. But God wants glory through our afflictions. And through, and through our afflictions, God will what? He will reveal himself to you. Reveal himself to you. And the trade-off is that when he revealed himself to you, you would then give him the glory that he deserves. That he so deserves. Those afflictions, church, may not end. That sickness, that illness that you may be fighting against may not end soon. You may have to face the consequences of your sin. You may have to face the consequences of your bad choices and your wrong decisions. That problem in your relationship, in your marriage, in your family, it may not end this week. It may not even end this year. That lack, that famine, it may last for a while. You may have to stay on that dead-end job for a whole nother year. You may have to wait on that vehicle for months. You may have to find another route to work or to get around. But as a believer... Our confidence is not that, that these storms will end soon, but that in the midst of these storms, in the midst of our fear, God is working. God is working. 
God is working. And, and, and God himself in the person of Jesus Christ will be right there in the midst of whatever storm church that we are going through. Through. You are safe in the presence of the one who has authority over all storms. All storms. You are safe in the love of the one who will calm the storm of your life. If only you trust. If only you trust. As Jesus responded, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Trust in God's love that, that expels, <laughs> counsels out fear, fear. God's love is unfailing, church. His love is faithful. Many can testify. Many can testify. It's easy for us to, to think that God has left us when we're going through something. It's easy for us to think that God doesn't love us. He's abandoned us because we are going through something. But church, understand, God's love is our security blanket. <laughs> Always remember, as we talked about last week, there is nothing, nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Everywhere you go, you have your security blanket. You have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear cannot break through that security blanket, church. Hallelujah. In Psalms 31, David prays to the Lord as he's going through as he's going through, as he's going through his afflictions. He's placing all his trust in God. See, our afflictions, church, can be many things. It can be our persecution of, of faith. It can, it can be that, that sickness, that illness. It can be physical pain. It can be emotional or relational uh, stress our sorrows, our grief, and, and, and so on. This psalm of David, David has put his life, his entire life, in God's hand. <laughs> in God's hand. He has put his total trust, his total trust in God's loyalty, God's goodness, and God's love that covers us. See, even though God's love may not uh, prevent the storm, it covers us as we go through the storm, church, as we go through the storms. David says this in, in, in 31, 1 and 2. He says, O Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be discarded. Save me, for you do what is right, he says. He says, turn your ear to listen to me, Lord. Rescue me quickly. Be my rock of protection, he says. A fortress where I will be safe. David 
running from his enemies, begins this song with a declaration. A declaration of trust in God in his time of trouble. A plea for rescue and the confidence in God's answer. See, when we need something for God, we have to trust that God hears us. And we have to trust and have confidence that he will answer. See, that is trusting in the God who promises to deliver his people. Sometimes we have to admit and and confess our troubles, church. Sometimes we have to we have to cry out to God about our afflictions, trusting in the God who promises to deliver his people. And when we've done all we can do, we rest in God's love that comes in and rescues us, rescues us. David's cry for a, a refuge and a, 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 a rock and a, and a rescue it reveals his desperate, his desperate need for strength, for stability, and for safety, which is all found, church, in God's love. David acknowledges his, his own afflictions. David is being honest with God about what he's going through because David understands where his help comes from, church. Where his help comes from. Verses 9 and 10 says this. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and, and soul are withering away. I am dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness. Sin have drained my strength. He says, I am wasting away from within. David acknowledges his afflictions and his distress. He describes just how dramatic the effects are on him. David suffered emotional affliction. He suffered physical affliction. He suffered spiritual affliction, relational affliction. And if we are honest, many of us can relate to some of David's afflictions, right? Sometimes for God to deliver us, we have to be honest with God. Because God wants the glory from his people's testimonies. God wants the glory from your afflictions, from your fear. There are times in our life, church, when we sometimes need to cry out for God. We need to tell God, right? Have mercy on me, Lord. We've been there. I am in distress, right? How many times that tears <laughs> just blur your eyes, right? Just blur your eyes. How many times you feel as though your body and your soul are just withering away in your stress? That depression may be coming over you. Sometimes we feel as though we're going to die 
from our sadness, from our grief. We've been there. We've been there. And that fight, church, what about that fight to control the sinful nature? That fight to control, that daily battle to control the sinful nature. It just drains our strength. Drains our strength. And we feel like, though, we are wasting away right before your eyes. Because it's from the inside out. From within. Many of us can relate to David's afflictions. Every area of David's life was affected by his suffering. He feels as though his whole life was being torn and ripped apart. And we know what makes the situation worse. That even in our grief, that others speak against us in our affliction. Verse 11 and 12, David says this. I am scorned by all my enemies, he says, despised by my neighbors. Even my friends are afraid to come near me. He says, I am ignored, ignored as if I were dead, as if I were a broken pot. I have heard all the rumors about me. He says, I am surrounded by terror. Wow. Wow. While David is going, was feeling the, the, the entire, his entire life filled with, with grief, on top of that, he was despised. He was rejected. Sound familiar? He was forgotten. He was talked about. Even though, you remember as, as kids, we would Say that sticks and stones would break my bones, but words would never hurt me. We know that's not true, right? Along with that emotional distress, that, that relational distress, those poison words would tear us apart. Will tear us apart. Those wounds from those sticks and stones they heal much quicker than the wounds of those poison words. Because we are only human. We are only human. And, and, and when we face these afflictions, the effects of these afflictions can't help but to affect us, right? We're human. We're human. And when those effects of that affliction, church, begin to overwhelm us, no matter where we're at, <laughs> no matter what we're doing, <laughs> we must make that place an altar. We must make that place an altar and do as David did and cry out to God. Cry out to God. One of the greatest tricks of the enemy, one of the greatest tricks of the enemy would tell you you're alone in your affliction will tell you what you're going through is the worst thing ever. That you may be the worst person ever because of your mistakes. That your life may be destroyed. And you know, if we, if we believe that, church, what we would do, we would just hide and, and be shameful 
in our afflictions, you know? And, and instead of being honest with our afflictions, we'll hide it. We'll hide it. We'll be overcome with, with sorrow. We'll be overcome with grief when we hold those afflictions within ourselves. This is the, never the way that God intended us to handle our problems, our life situations, our fear, or our afflictions. God deserves glory through whatever we go through, church. Because he will be the one who rescues us. He will be the one who rescues us. And see, our faith must be like David. In the middle of our afflictions, in the middle of our fear, our confidence is that our God will rescue us. Will rescue us. See, our greatest weapon, our greatest weapon, church, in this fight against our afflictions is the blessed assurance of the love of God through Jesus Christ. That is our greatest weapon. When you have nothing else to hold on to, no one to go to, all we have, all we have is that love of God through Jesus Christ. God blessed us. He favored us with Jesus Christ. We have all we need in Jesus Christ. <laughs> you looking for protection? <laughs> you looking for refuge? Looking for safety? You looking for peace? Wow. You're looking for stability. Hallelujah. We focus on the love of God through Jesus Christ. As many have done. As I talked about earlier about the, that generation of, of slavery. That's all they had, church. That's all they had. Nothing else. Sometimes they ain't had the clothes on their back. But they praised God. They reached out for the love of God because they knew God loved them. They knew it. They would not let anyone take that fact away from them. Many will testify of that's how they made it through. How they made it through. When this world lets us down, when these people let us down, when these material things go wrong on us, all we have, <laughs> all we have is the love of God through Jesus Christ. And that is more than enough. That offers more than anything that this world can offer. But many won't depend on that. If it's not physical love, they don't understand the spiritual love. The spiritual love that controls Many things. Mm. The love may not prevent those storms, church, but they definitely will calm us, calm our storms. And, and so as I close, I want us to think of all David's afflictions and also think of your own afflictions and, and, and see, let's see how David reminds himself and reminds us of the faithful love of God. You know, in his pain and his sorrow, 
David is assured by God's loyalty. And, and that, that confidence, church, will change David's response to his afflictions, to his situations. You know, he is now absolutely convinced, <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt, that God sees his afflictions and God will deliver him from his afflictions. That's the confidence, church, that flows through the loyal love of God. David says this, into your hand I commit my spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's all. That's everything. That's all of me. Into your hand I commit my spirit. Have your way with it, Lord. <laughs> do as you wish. There's nothing else I can do. Into your hand I commit my spirit. Same thing Jesus said before he died. You have redeemed me, he said. You have redeemed me, oh Lord, faithful God. He says, I hate those who, who pay regard to worthless idols. He said, but for me, I trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. He, said, he says, I will rejoice even though he's going through it. He's going through it. He said, I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because he knows. He knows. He says, because you have seen my afflictions. You have witnessed them. And you have known my, the distress of my soul. God sees your afflictions. <laughs> he knows how your soul feels. He knows sometimes your soul is withering, feel like it's withering away. That you may be, feel like you're dying in your sadness or in your grief. God knows. Trust that he knows. Trust that he sees it, church. Trust it. And then he ends the psalm with this. He says, love the Lord. <laughs> How can you say love the Lord with all he's going through? He's now encouraging Others to love the Lord, all you saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. Don't hold it in with that pride. Cry out to him in your afflictions, in your fear, in your troubles. He wants to hear from you. He says, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The assurance of God's love through Jesus Christ, church, is our weapon. It's our weapon. And if that's all we got, we got the best weapon in the world. The best weapon in the world. It was good enough for David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good enough for us. It's good enough for us. It says we must be strong, courageous, and patient, understanding that our afflictions, church, exposes, yes, it does. It exposes our weaknesses. But what does our weaknesses do? It exposes God's strength. It exposes God's strength. So even though we're weak, we're what? We're strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Even though we're weak in our afflictions, in our fear, 
Hallelujah. You can stand strong. We can stand strong, church. Stand strong. Stand strong. It all begins with that faith and that, and that trust that the Lord, our God, is with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the encouragement, God, of your, of your word, God, of, of who you are, God, and, and what you would do, God. So right now, God, I want us to pray through Psalms 23, your, your promise, God, your promise of, of deliverance, of, of peace, God, in the name of Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though, <laughs> even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, Lord. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with all my cup, hallelujah, runneth over. Surely goodness, hallelujah, and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory, hallelujah. These altars are open. <laughs>